Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Awesome. Well, give someone around you a high five. Or some knuckles or elbows or headbutts. I saw a headbutt over there. Interesting. Awesome. Well, it's great, great to see you guys. And um, we're, we, we are a well-oiled machine. We are super slick. Let me let you in on the inner workings of how slick we are. I turned to Karen before I got up here and I said, what do you want to do? <laughs> we're very planned out. Who can plan anything these days? I mean, you can't even plan one month ahead, two months ahead, six months ahead. It's a, it's a strange world we live in, isn't it? But above all else, God's doing something and he's going to do something. And we need him to move more now than in ever in history. We are at a very weird time in the world, aren't we? I don't know about you, but sometimes if you find yourself just going down a rabbit trail on the internet and then you slap yourself and you say, I've had enough. I've, I've gone down so many rabbit trails this very week that I've had to slap myself many times. But it is a crazy, crazy, confused world out there. And here's, here's the thing. No one has the perfect answer to what's going to happen. No one. Other than our Heavenly Father, whom we come on Sundays and other times and we worship Him and His presence and power, and we need that more now than ever before. Our generation, this generation, and the next generation. And so whatever's going on in your life, our prayer and our reason for being and existing even as a church is so that we would get to know him and his plan all the more. And to do that, I want to just encourage us with one word today, and the word I've chosen, and there's many that could be um, you know, similar to this, is stamina. Stamina. I, I felt some people just go, oh. And that probably means you're at the end of your rope. It probably means you're just done. You're done. Uh, maybe you're, you've just, you're fatigued. A lot of us are mainstream media fatigued. I don't know about you, but I am. And, and the more you listen, you're just like, what a load of waffle. Give me some real news. Give me some, what's going on in Africa? What's going on here or in China? Or what's really going on in the world? I, I don't just want a cat stuck up a tree and a fireman saved him. And, you know, this person's out of this team and that team. And just all this wishy-washy surface stuff. Give me the real stuff of what's going on in the world. Well, do you know what? We're never going to get it from mainstream. We're never going to get it from mainstream. We're only going to get it from the Father. And so we have to be tuning in. I did this thing I said to Karen this morning. I did this thing this morning where I sat, don't know if you ever do this, but I sat, I want to know what's going on in 2022. And so I sat just for 10 minutes and I stilled my mind and I, and I just zoomed on in. And I, you know, I could almost hear my brain ticking. 
you know, zooming, zooming, ticking, ticking. And what did I get? Nothing. <laughs> Sometimes the more you concentrate, the worse it gets. And your eyes go cross-eyed and you, you know, you tense up and you're trying to hear what's going on. 2022, who knows what it's going to look like? But one thing's for sure, we're going to need stamina. Because the, the darkness is going to get darker, but we, we ask the Lord to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And we're going to need some stamina. The Roman poet Perseus said this, He conquers who endures. He conquers who endures. The truth is, if we can endure the last couple of years, if we can endure other stuff, other trials that are going on, we can endure anything. You may be facing some really unknown things in your life right now. You may not know what's going to happen in a month's time in your life situation, finance, health, whatever it might be. You, you might need stamina more now than ever before. I want to encourage you, if you endure through this by faith, God will pull you through. He promises He will pull you through. Let me prove that to you. Ephesians 6.13 says this, Therefore put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, and let me just stop there for a minute, the day of evil can be anything. The day of evil can be a tiny little situation that is just the straw that broke the camel's back. Ever been like that? You know, there's been things mounting up over the last few months in your life and someone comes in the house and literally just, just does nothing. They just leave a slipper in the wrong place and bang, the world breaks out because it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's all the other stuff. You never know what the day of evil could be. It might be a temptation. It might be a struggle, a frustration. It might just be you're done and you want to give up everything. Give up on the Lord. Give up on your faith. This stuff doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, that's what this is talking about. Put on the full armor of God. So that you can stand when the temptation comes. When the enemy comes to you, because I guarantee you, he will. He will come to you and say, it's not worth it. He will come to you at your weak point and he'll whisper to you, there's better stuff out there. What you've believed, what you've stood for is a fraud. Because he's the deceiver. He's the liar. And he wants to come to steal, kill and destroy your faith and your strength. And so we need to put on the full armour of God so that when He comes, and He will, because He's roaming around seeking who He can devour, that we can actually stand and we go, no, even though I'm weak, even though I'm battle-weary and I'm tired, I'm going to keep on standing. You may be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand, and I take that as meaning even if you're down on the ground in the fetal position, if you keep standing somehow in your spirit, God will stand for you. His armour works. His armour really works. The sword of the spirit works. Sometimes we need to remember the weapons that we actually have against doubt and fear and anxiety. And some of the other confusion and the lies and the stuff that the world is spewing at us. Let me tell you, there is a whole system that the enemy, the enemy has influence in this world. Do you know that? 
He's actually called the prince of this world. And so he's actually has authority. He has tactics. He has plans and purposes initially to wipe us out, but also to take believers out. Because if he can take believers out, he takes prayer out. He takes worship out. He takes out the weapons, the truth, the life. He takes out all that stuff. So his aim is to silence us and muzzle us. But when we stand with the weapons of our warfare, the armor of God, the enemy can't stand against that stuff. I want to encourage you, in the next few weeks, if the enemy comes to you and begins whispering, pull out the sword of the Spirit. Pull out the sword of the Spirit. Quote Scripture to him. Use it as your weapon because you may need it in 2022 more than ever before. And, and we're going to be sharpened and we're going to be uh, enlightened in new things. Who knows where this you know, wandering fish is going to swim. But one thing we know is we're going to need to stand strong. And we pray, Lord, let your light shine so bright. Let it shine so bright. Let it shine so bright. I, it, no, I'm not even going to go down that track. Some people attempt daring me even. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verses 3 to 5 says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who, he, who has been given to us. There's so much in this for us in 2022. There's so much in this. Stamina requires perseverance. Stamina in standing for the word of the Lord, for the truth. You know, it is so hard these days just to stand for truth and righteousness and godliness. That's not necessarily going to get any easier. The leftist political agenda and the push of the left and progressiveness is not dampening down. It's not getting any more silent. It's, it's, it, maybe it's taken a little bit of a lull because COVID's taken over. But let me tell you, the enemy doesn't sleep for long. And so there's agendas that are always waiting to pounce on us. And the truth is always being eroded. We, we need to pray for Scott Morrison like never before that he would have a backbone to stand for righteousness and not wimp out on us. Because unfortunately, he has a temptation to wimp out on us. And we need him to stand strong and to stand for righteousness and truth, whatever the cost. Even if he loses the election, who cares? If he stands for righteousness, he wins. And so we need to pray for great voices around him. A random thing. Anyone seen Pauline Hansen's cartoons? Oh, man, they're funny. You've you got to YouTube them. They are hilarious. I mean hilarious. Please watch them. It's some satire for a Sunday afternoon that will make you laugh. Anyway, I know that was a rabbit trail, but just, just hey, you've got you to calm things down sometimes. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray that somehow God's righteousness would be heard in the halls of parliament and the right voices would get through. But we also know the enemy will keep trying. He will keep trying. And so we need perseverance. 
We need perseverance. One way that Jezebel loves to win the battle is by wearing down the saints, wearing down the prophetic voice, wearing down leaders. It's too hard. I want to sit under a fig tree and die, said the prophet just after calling down fire from heaven. See, that's what, how Jezebel operates. That's how this, the, the spirit of the enemy operates, wearing us down, wearing us down. If you feel lethargic for absolutely no reason, there's no reason for your lethargy, apart from the fact that you may eat way too much McDonald's and pizza and everything else. But, you know, there's times when sometimes we need to realize this battle is not flesh and blood. We have an enemy and we have a saviour. And so remembering that, we've got to recognize that, yes, we need to use our weapons, but there will be sufferings. There will be trials. There will be tough times where we're going to have to persevere and have stamina. And I want to encourage you. One of the greatest ways I think think of having stamina, and I say this to Karen sometimes, you know, maybe I've done some work in the garden or, or been here at church or whatever, and and I say to her, uh, you know, or, or even sometimes when I can feel a cold coming on, I do the exact opposite thing. I'll then go for a 10, 15K run just to absolutely push myself through that. And it works. Try it. Try it. It absolutely works. Now, they say with running, there's a rule. If it's above the neck, you can exercise. If it's below the neck, be careful. So that's just a little rule for you. But that is a sickness. If a sickness is above the neck or below the neck. But anyway, one of those things that I like to do is is push through. And it's the same in prayer sometimes. At our weakest point is when we need to press through. At our weakest hour is when we need to turn on that worship music. Karen does it all the time. We'll wake up sometimes and I'll come home and it'll be blasting. And I'll know, okay, something's going on in the house right now. (laughs) Sometimes there's oil splattered all over the place. I'm just kidding. But let me tell you, they're weapons of your warfare. And they've been given to you by the Holy Spirit so that you're not a wimp spiritually. You're not defeated spiritually. You have weapons. You have tools in your tool bag to use to fight against the strategies of the enemy so that you can be an overcomer, not a wimp, not weak, but so that you can be strong. And even in the face of sufferings and perseverance, And trials, it can develop character in us so that we are stronger. Why? So that it releases hope. Because this world needs hope like never before. This world needs a message of hope like never before. You know what? Social justice is amazing, but it's not enough. The Salvation Army do social justice better than anyone, but they don't do the gospel better than anyone anymore because they've given way. I'm not talking about their churches. I'm talking about the mass, mass organization. We've got to keep truth, truth, and not let little lies suck us in so that we remain salt and light because the world needs it even if they don't know they need it. It needs you shining your light of the gospel. It needs you using your weapons of warfare against the enemy so that you can stand strong. And you know what? The truth is, like I've, you know, I, there's so many times I am so glad I've never preached on Revelation because I would be redoing things now. I don't have to redo anything. I've never done a Revelation series. I've, I've never really done it because I've never understood it. 
And even the people who do understand it, I don't even know if they understand it. It's more confusing now than it ever has been. But one thing's for sure is Jesus is coming again for you and for me. And he's a rider on a white horse in complete authority. He's in complete authority. Let me read you a quote from Corrie Ten Boom. She said this, There is no panic in heaven. There is no panic in heaven. God has no problems, only plans. God is at work like never before. We are not seeing the fullness of outpouring in the world like we may have seen in the past or maybe we hunger for. But let me tell you, he wants to move again. He wants to move again. And he normally moves in places where people are hungry for him to move. He doesn't force himself on anyone. He doesn't go to random places and say, okay, they don't really believe in me, but I'm just going to do, do stuff anyway. He, he moves where there's prayer. He moves where there's hunger. He moves where there's an openness and a responsiveness. And you know what? It's normally a bit weird and crazy and wild and, you know, it's just the way he works. I want to I give you this thought, and this is just zapping forward 10 years. I, I don't know how far. Some of you, you might just think this is weird, but you know what? Two years ago... I thought a whole lot of things were conspiracy and weird and now they're absolute fact. So don't rule anything out. That's one thing I'll say. Keep an open mind about things that we used to think were the weirdest, craziest, just, just strangest conspiracy theories that we've ever heard of. I'm not saying we chase everything. But don't just, don't just you know, put the kibosh on everything just because it comes through a vessel that we're not quite familiar with or it's not T.D. Jakes or Brian Houston or Marty Manuel. <laughs> God often uses weird vessels. He often, you know, the, I mean, prophets are crazy people. Crazy people. I mean, they are cross-eyed. They are weird people. But God uses them. And, and it's sometimes what comes out, Karen was saying the other day, it's just like, what about Bob Jones? I mean, I, I would honestly sit and listen to Bob Jones and I'm like, what drugs is this dude on? I don't understand a thing this guy is saying. And yet God somehow moves and meanders. And prophets are, are honestly, the problem with the prophetic gift is it's so far before its time. It's not understood at the time. It's so far. And so we have to stretch our understanding to see into the future and say, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Here's a question for you. If, and there's a pro forma for this, if in the Western world, in 10 years' time, there comes a system of control in the church that stifles the church so much that is already happening now, but continues to go down this track, that we have a dualistic system of church in Australia, similar to what they have in China. One is government-ordained or sanctioned, and one is underground. What if church is going to be like that in 10 years in Australia? Let me tell you, if things keep going the way they're going, with us losing our freedoms, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Not church as normal, folks. And I might be 20 years a little early on calling that, but I'm telling you one thing. The enemy is trying to silence your truth. He's trying to silence your Jesus. He's trying to silence what you know to be true. And COVID or no COVID, this, this would potentially take place. And so 
When we realize, wow, wow, things are happening like never before. Things are speeding up like never before. We need a stamina to get through this stuff. But do you know what? It's exciting because God's on the move. God is on the move. And he has no problems in heaven, only plans. So somehow, somehow, he is planning a great move. And he's planning a great harvest. And he's planning... Um, I, 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 I remember a great sermon by R.T. Kendall. And he preaches on, on the midnight hour uh, when, when the, the bridegroom comes for the bride. And, and it's, a, it's a stirring sermon. And I've always remembered it. I'm like, really? Is that going to happen? And, you know, the truth is none of us know how Jesus is going to return. But he's going to come like a thief in the night. No one expects a thief. No one's sitting waiting, planning for a thief. Or in a week's time, a thief might come, so I'll make sure. I'm... We don't know. We have no idea. But things are hotting up. Things are warming up. Things are speeding up. And so this is an hour to be awake it's an hour to be awake to God. What are you saying? What are you doing? Where are you moving? Some of the things we've held onto as pillars of churchianity in this nation may be torn down. Where does it leave us? Where does it leave us? It still leaves you with Jesus inside of you. And you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we've got everything we need and we've got the armor of God. We've got everything we need. So stamina is going to look very different than just running long services in a building like this. Stamina is going to mean listening to his voice like never before and being obedient like never before. It's going to mean being willing to do things that are outside of the normal. You know, the underground church in China, for example, does things very outside of the normal. Very outside of the normal. In Egypt... In, in other places around the world, the persecuted church meets in all sorts of weird and wonderful places. And sometimes, of course, it's not called church. They're just gathering or they're having a, having a lunch or they're doing this or they're doing that. And, and so it's something that we've never had to face in this nation. But if I can say this with, with some sort of humble propheticness, if, there, if there's anything on it, that there may be an hour where we have to do church differently. And we have to think about that. There is no panic in heaven, though. There's no panic. There's just plans. So we've got to be in tune. So we've got to be listening. We've got to be unified. We've got to be Jesus glorifying. And, and when he's moving, we've got to move with him. Whatever he's saying, we want to be hearing. Nehemiah 8.10 says this. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Whatever's happening in the world right now, Whatever's going on in your life right now today, I want to encourage you, joy is your strength. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is your strength. You might be feeling the furthest thing from joy that you've ever felt in your life. You might be thinking, how on earth am I going to be joyful with all this stuff going on in our lives? We've been talking to people in the last few weeks who have been losing stuff and other people are going through things that, that are just you know, way beyond what we're going through right now. And, and you just think, wow. And, and a lot of them are actually quite joyful for some reason because they, they know God is in control. They know God has a plan and purpose. 
And I want to encourage you this morning, whatever you're going through, God has a plan and a purpose in your struggle, in your trial, in your doubts, in your disappointment, in your uncertainty of life. God has a plan and he's mapped it all out. And he always takes longer than we want him to, doesn't he? I mean, it really is flaming annoying how long he takes to bring things to pass. Let me give you a, an analogy. Um, the last six months, I'm going to say, I think it's five or six months, Balin and I went down to our olives, which are wild all over our property, and we were banging away. We heard that Malcolm did an olive harvest at school, and Bay was doing it at school, so he came and taught me how to do it. Thanks, Mal. We, we learned how to do it put the tarps out the bottom and we're banging away at this thing and olives are falling. They're falling all over the place, but a few happened to fall on the tarp. And, um, and we collected them up and I was researching how to, how to, I mean, I don't even like olives to be honest, but anyway, um, researching how to produce them, process them, whatever you want to call it. And um, so I'm looking at it, I'm like, what's the fastest way to extract all that bitterness and produce olives? And uh, in the end, there really is no fast way, but uh, you can, can do a full salt version. But I tried that with one pot and they just turned all wrinkly and disgusting. So then I did it the right way in brine. And every couple of weeks I changed over the brine and I'm lifting the lid and I'm trying. Actually, Karen was my taste tester. So she's testing. I'm like, is, is that taste okay? No, terrible. Month number one, month number two, month number three, month number four. Five, and I think five or six we got to, and we're like, I think these might be okay. And um, we've bottled them now, we've jarred them now, and they're not bad. They're not bad for as far as olives go. But they took twice as long as what Google said. Twice as long. This is often the way God works. He will take longer than you think. You'll think you're going to drop off the perch. You'll think the promise is never going to arrive. You'll think, I'm going to give up now. It's easier the world's way. Let me tell you, wait for God's ways because His ways are 10 times better. They are 10 times better. The perfect scenario is at your hand. It's just that sometimes it's a little stretched out. Habakkuk chapter 2 says, wait for it. Wait for it because it's coming. And it's a promise to some of you today to remain faithful to his word over your life. You have to wait for it because he's coming for you. He's coming for you. His promise is coming for you. So be faithful. Go through the sufferings and the perseverance and the trials because let me tell you, hope is on its way. Hope is on its way. Sometimes it's closer. Sometimes it's a little way off. But I want to tell you, he's always worth it. He's always worth it. You will be glad you waited. You will be glad you suffered. You'll be glad you persevered. You'll be glad you pressed in. You used your stamina and you actually pulled on heaven in whatever way, shape or form. Because when he comes through, he comes through better than anyone could imagine. We've said to each other a few times that, um, you know, even through facing some struggles in, our, in Karen's health in particular and us in business as well, the two main areas of massive struggle for us, God's brought about so much fruitfulness, way more than we ever could have imagined. God will turn your pain into a promise. He'll turn your pain into a promotion. And if I was clever enough to think of any more peas and peas and peas, I'd produce some. 
I want you to stand this morning and the worship team to come up. Here's a secret. What I do coming into December and January, my sermons get shorter and shorter because people's attention span and the heat gets higher and higher in here. And so you can just chill out when you come. Just chill out, worship. You can even lie down on the floor up the back if you want to. Bring a pillow and, and just chill because it's, it's a relaxed season. But we want to see God move. We want to see him increase. And I know you're hungry for that too. Karen and I often say it to each other that we're so glad that God gave us a hungry bunch of people. Because do you know what? We don't even want to do church unless we've got a hungry bunch of people. Hungry for a move of God. Hungry for God to come and do something different. Something more. Because, you know, if this is it, it's not quite enough, is it? We need to see some souls saved. And if you don't know Jesus and you came today for some reason, maybe someone brought you, I want to encourage you, get to know Jesus. Because he is the solution to your problems. He is the answer to all the world's issues, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we want to just give you this time. We ask that you would come and move in our hearts. You'd teach us perseverance, teach us stamina. But we can only do this, Holy Spirit, if, if you come with us. If you're hungry for a touch of God this morning, lift both hands. If you've only got one arm, just lift one arm. Holy Spirit, we're asking that you'd rain down in this place this morning. We don't want to leave here the same. We don't want to leave here just with a, a nice verbiage and whatever else. We need you to come and move. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I want to ask those of you who are hungry just to begin to stir up that hunger just for a few minutes. We've gone shorter this morning. It's not late. We've got time. Let's give the Holy Spirit some time this morning just to come and move. Karen's going to come up and just lead us in a time of just ministering over us. She didn't know that, but she is now. Come on, let's stir up some hunger this morning. Is that okay? Do we have any hungry people in the house this morning? Yeah. Holy Spirit, come. Come and have your way. worship Him. Just let your song rise up from your spirit. Just begin to sing in the spirit. The Holy Spirit's releasing something right now. Just release, release, release. 
Whatever the song is in your heart, whatever sound is coming out, just release, release. Oh, shakura Oh, come, 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 yeah. Sharama Sierama Santu, Sierama Kurama Kiramae. Oh, yes, Santu Lama Ete. Hey, 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 hey. Shasurama Kianturama Kiate. Who yara a Santu Lama yeah yes Lord yes Lord <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh I just sense incredible refreshing falling this morning I can see fresh rain falling on us this morning as we're worshiping and I can see springs from under the ground springs of living water begin to bubble up fresh springs of living water I just sense there is incredible waves of refreshing coming upon us this morning if you want refreshing just lift your hands to heaven just receive by faith right now it's the beauty of who he is it's the beauty of who he is we don't have to do anything to receive but we just have to say yes we just have to believe and receive <laughs> he's paid the price in full for everything to pour out all of his goodness all of his grace to exchange our weariness for refreshing he's paid the price and all he says is believe and receive and we say yes Lord we receive this morning your refreshing in our hearts oh every weary place Lord let your rain fall upon our lives Every hungry heart, Lord, let your spirit fill right now. Every circumstance and situation, Lord, let those living springs of water come and fill and saturate those situations. And I see mountains bowing to the name of Jesus this morning. If you have a mountain before you that has refused to move this morning, in the name of Jesus, command the mountain to move. This morning, you have authority to command that mountain to move. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for mountains moving in the name of Jesus. We thank you for mountains bowing to the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for breakthroughs this morning in this place. We thank you for for beautiful, precious people coming into the kingdom. We thank you for healings. We thank you for signs, wonders, and miracles. Oh, Jesus, although the darkness may be great, your glory is even greater. <laughs> though the darkness may be great, Lord, your glory is even greater. And though the darkness might be rising, your glory is arising like we've never seen before, like we've never seen before. Oh, Jesus, we say yes. Come here. Come, come.
come, come. Let your glory shine on us and in us and through us and all around us. Lord, use us to shine in the darkness. Use us, use us, fill us. Shakura basantu rabakia rabashantu rabasia papa. More, 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 more. Shasura basika rabasantu. Shase, shase. Yeah, his glory is falling. I see pain leaving people's bodies right now. I see pain just disappearing. I see. I see backs and, and damaged spines. I see pain in the backs. I see that moving and disappearing in Jesus' name. I see headaches going in the mighty name of Jesus. I see someone with a leg injury, a knee injury being healed right now. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your healing anointing. Shaka, more, 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 more. I see eyes being healed, vision being restored. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, healing eyes, restoring vision, restoring vision, shaka. Sinus conditions being healed, heart conditions being healed, shakurabasantu, insomnia being healed, fatigue being healed, shakurabasantu, Papa. Yes, 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 more, Lord, more. Yeah, your glory, your glory, your glory, your glory. Your glory, your glory, Jesus. Your glory, Jesus. Your glory, your glory. Shasurabasantu rabakiarabasantu, Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Shasui. I just sense God encouraging us. You know, right now and in the coming days. If, if we're not going to win the battle in flesh and blood, we are going to need to be robust in the spirit. We're going to need to have muscles in the spirit realm. That means we're going to have to exercise the spirit muscle. We need to learn how to just press and stretch and go after those things in the spirit to gain that access. So Lord, we pray that you would teach us and grow us, that you would stretch us in the Spirit, how to become strong, to gain authority over those fresh new territories. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would release a spirit of might over us, a spirit of might over us, that would be able to see past any issues or problems, a spirit of victory, a spirit of victory in every situation, in every situation. Holy Spirit, teach us, grow us, strengthen us in Your might. Thank You, Lord. Yes. Well, this morning, if you'd, if you'd love to come to the front and just continue to press in, bask in His presence, just receive from Him. We just welcome you to do that. We might come around and pray over you and just bless you. 
But come and seek Jesus this morning. Come and stretch forward as a church, as a family, as people. And let's just keep pursuing Him. If you really need to go, I know the coffee smells good. If you really need to go, please, we just bless you to have an amazing week this week. Have a strong week, a stretching week, a great week. If you need to go, we bless you to go. Have some fellowship time. But if you want to come and just stretch forward and reach into deeper things in the Spirit this morning, we encourage you to come now. The band will keep playing for a little bit and we'll just come and bless you and God will minister to you in Jesus' name. We bless you this week. We pray God's protection, His blessing, His strengthening over each one, each house, each person. In Jesus' name, amen.